0: And welcome into the latest episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, coming up this Friday, USDA will release the August World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates Report. The report will also include resurvey results of acreage for North Dakota, South Dakota and Minnesota due to the late planting season seen earlier this year. Naomi Bloom, Senior Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing, says there is plenty of uncertainty surrounding what those acreage numbers will look like.
1: Well, I, it's a big question mark for me because, you know, as I was talking to farmers in the spring, they were saying, well, I'm really thinking about doing prevent plant acres. And then it seemed like maybe they were pushing it in at the last minute. And some said, no, for sure, I did take the prevent plant. So I, I got to be honest, I don't have a clue where these numbers are going to end up. So your guess is as good as mine. And as far as the condition of the crop, as far as what is there and what's growing, of course, we know it's behind because it got planted late but I'm not hearing my guys complain about the crop. So when they're not being vocal, that usually means things are okay.
0: Bloom also says she's a bit more cautious and defensive with her marketing strategy right now.
1: My bias for commodities has shifted to more defensive. I've been really bullish the last couple of years, but ever since I saw the Goldman Sachs Commodity Index start to show some bigger topping signals and with recession talk and inflation talk, I'm, I'm definitely more cautious. It just feels like commodities maybe are getting a little bit tired. And if the United States on the report next week ends up showing that our supplies are a little bit larger or if global supplies are a little bit larger or ending stocks are growing, that's going to just continue to weigh on the market and prices. Seasonally, usually the month of August is when soybean prices and corn prices push Lower and we don't usually find our harvest low until early to mid September. So I'm with you. I think being defensive heading into that report is probably the right strategy.
0: Cash basis has remained relatively stable as of late, and Bloom points to basis as a key indicator of what is actually going on in the countryside.
1: Cash markets always usually tell the truth as far as what's going on out in the countryside. So going into the next few weeks as the bins are getting swept out. I'm very curious to see what BASIS does, most likely um, like late August into September, because last year it stayed strong, it got stronger. And then even at harvest time, BASIS was staying strong. So that was our cue to know that the end users were really depleted of supplies and the farmers didn't have it. So that is what I'm really wanting to watch over the next few weeks to know Is the grain really out there or not? Or are supplies actually in the countryside smaller than what we were being told? So cash market always tells the truth and the basis staying strong is something that we need to watch because it could be maybe more of a truthful indicator that our supplies are tighter than we think. Um, And then again, we'll see what the USDA says next week, Friday, and then we'll have to compare the two in the following weeks.
0: Again, that's Naomi Bloom, Senior Market Advisor at Total Farm Marketing. A USDA survey of farm real estate value shows the average farm increased in value by 12.4% nationally over the past year with Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska showing the highest growth in farmland values. USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service released a survey on farmland values Friday. The report looks at all farm real estate, which averaged $3,800 per acre nationally, up 12.4%. The values come from a June survey and include a sample of about 9,000 tracts of land. The 12.4% bump for 2022 was the highest jump in overall farmland values in the survey since at least 2007. The Plains and Midwest states saw the highest growth, while some northeastern states maintained the highest value. The Corn Belt, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Missouri, and Ohio saw an average overall bump in values of 14.9%. Northern Plains states, Kansas, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Dakota combined saw a 19.8% increase in farmland values. Kansas saw the highest bump in average farmland values increasing 25.2% to $2,630 average per acre. Iowa came in second, increasing 21.4% to $9,400 per acre, while Nebraska came in third, rising 21% to $3,750 per acre. For overall farmland values, Rhode Island has the highest average at $17,500 per acre, up 6.7% from a year ago. Looking strictly at cropland acres, values nationally averaged $5,050 per acre, up 14.3% from last year. Kansas landowners once again saw the highest growth at 24.5% higher than last year, coming in at an average of $2,950 an acre. Nebraska second with 21% growth, hitting an average of $6,000 an acre. Iowa cropland values rose 19.7%, hitting $9,350 an acre. Well, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken says the recent grain shipments from Ukraine are a good first step, but small compared with the amount of stored grain the Russians had blocked from export until now. Blinken, speaking to reporters at the U.N. recently, was asked about the first shipment of grain from Ukraine's major port of Odessa. This is a good and important first step. We were pleased to see that the first ship did move. It does have uh, 26, 27,000 tons of grain, but keep in mind, there are something like uh, 20 million tons that are in, uh, in silos and in storage in Ukraine uh, that's been held back by the Russian blockade of Odessa up until now, and it needs to get out. Blinkett says the world is depending on it. It needs to get out to world markets. It needs to get to places where people are in desperate need of food. It needs to get out so the prices also uh, continue to, uh, to go down. Uh, not up. And that will take shipment of much more grain than the initial shipments. It's a start, but the test is now really in the days and weeks ahead. More ships need to move. More grain needs to get to market. That's what will really make a difference. Since Blinken spoke, more ships have left or were to leave Ukrainian ports. Blinken praised the UN for brokering the deal through Turkey that eased the Russian blockade. Poet, the world's largest biofuel producer, says it signed a purchase agreement with Savannah Marine Terminal to acquire its rail-to-container transload facility in Savannah, Georgia. The acquisition will include all equipment and real estate to operate the grain transload facility. The port of Savannah is one of the highest volume container ports in the U.S. It also has closer proximity to several of Poet's key global markets for its animal feed products. A release from Poet says the facility will strengthen Poet's shipping process ensuring greater traceability and transparency for its customers who already expect the best in food safety and quality. Poet founder and CEO Jeff Bruin says, quote, This acquisition is yet another indicator of our confidence in the future of the bioeconomy. We look forward to the opportunities this facility will create to ensure that our growing suite of plant-based bioproducts is available to consumers across the globe, end quote. And lastly, on American Ag Today, America's beef exports remained on a red-hot pace during June, topping $1 billion for the fifth time this year. We saw June's beef exports reach 130,600 metric tons down slightly from the record volume posted in May, but up 16% year-over-year, the fourth largest on record. June's export value was $1.05 billion, also down slightly from the May record, but 31% higher than last year. Beef export value through the first six months reached $6.19 billion, according to data from the U.S. Meat Export Federation. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.